Welcome to episode number 129 of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, <laughs> and I at the Disney Hipster Podcast, I guess. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew. Hello there. And this week's very special, super awesome, special co-host, Turkey Leg Jeff. Can I call you Turkey Leg Jeff? Absolutely. Gobble, gobble, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you Turkey Leg? (laughs) (laughs) On this week's show, we're going to be giving out our Disney Yearbook Awards. I think superlatives, right? Yeah, that's, I guess, what it really is. (laughs) Before we get into today's main topic, we would love if you would... No, we're doing Twitter now. We're getting people to follow us on Twitter again. You follow us on Twitter at Disney Hipsters. And also, follow Turkey Lake Jeff on Twitter at Turkey Lake Jeff. Is that right? Yeah, that's Did fantastic. That Look at that. Do you, have, do you have anything else you'd like to plug in the beginning? Because no one listens to the end of the show. Oh, sure. My website, turkeylegjeff.com. Turkeylegjeff.com. An act of caprice and fancy. It's the top five pieces of the news this week. Which one will you it's the top five pieces of news this week, and the other four might So first up, we got the new parking garage opened at Downtown Disney. Or did it open, or did it just kind it of open? It opened today. It opened today, and Twitter went wild. It did for a park for a parking garage. Hilarious. Well, <laughs> I saw the picture. It's like parking garage open, and it was a picture of Indians of like the decks, and it's like it's okay. a parking garage. It, se- it seems like such a minuscule, like, silly thing, right? Like, at work today, somebody goes, what are you, like, what are you reading about or whatever? Because it's so intently on your phone. They said, oh, a parking garage opened at Disney World. And they acted like, oh, well, that's stupid. But if you think about the problems with parking at Downtown Disney for the last decade, uh-huh. you know, it really is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, parking your car and trying to walk into Downtown Disney was like, you know, trying to deliver the ring to Mordor. It was like yes. a 10-day journey. Right. <laughs> you know what? We used to just park down by Cirque du Soleil, as Jamie would say. No. <laughs> Cirque, Cirque No, Soleil? you said Cirque du Soleil, which is what it's actually called. She uh, calls it Circus Olay. Circus Olay. I forgot. <laughs> Mexican. Mexican. Think Mexican. <laughs> Lanauba. Yes. Circus Olay. Lanauba. <laughs> anyway, we used to park down there, and it was totally fine. No, but it wasn't always fine. But I guess it's kind of far. At night, it was crazy. Plus, they're expanding that road there. Like, the infrastructure is getting much, much better. Yeah. I hope it's not a pain in the butt that will park in and get out of and get to the downtown Disney area. Not that we ever go, but... What do you mean? Like, certain times it could be, like, a trek. Like, the... I don't know. What are you talking about? It's only making it better. I'm just... I don't know where it it is in relation to the downtown Disney. What do you mean? Obviously, Adam does not read anything. I don't. They <laughs> built it on top of the parking lot. Okay. You know where the parking so lot was? I know, but it's not like way in the back or. You something. know where the parking lot was? Yes, but it's, it's the biggest parking lot. It's on top of the parking lot. Of what part? And of- now they're building another one. There's going to be one on each side. Oh, okay. Adam doesn't read anything. You remember where in the back where you used to park, quote unquote? Yeah. By Lanuba? Yeah. It's right there. Oh. 
Well, my hope is that it will be as unthemed as the Kadani Village parking garage, and it will be a fabulous backdrop for you know getting murdered or yes, I want their, uh, They better have drunk drunk to moan. Thank you. <laughs> there better be a drunk to moan there. Well, uh, I have looking at the pictures. I mean, it, apparently the ceilings are very high, which is nice because I get uncomfortable in those parking garages, and they have this system where. Based on the lights, you'll be able to tell which spots are open. Mm-hmm. The light comes on when a car is not there. So you'll be able to find oh. spots more easily, which is very nice. That's oh. nice. It's like they're adding a little Disney magic even I to think a parking a, garage. a little bit of magic. When you, when you pull into the spot, like, like pixie dust glitters along the ground. That would be adorable. As you pull in. That's oh, not true, that. but that would be adorable. And maybe your car will actually turn into, uh, you know, Mater or Lightning McQueen while you're out shopping and you come yes. back and you have a talking car. Or a pumpkin coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, fabulous. That would be adorable. I'm excited. I, you know what? I was listening to WDWNT today uh, when I was going for my daily walk. Don't plug another show. I love that show. The show's and the worst. they actually got me excited uh, for Disney Springs. I'm, I'm starting to get excited. Like, well, they, I mean... Morimoto were, and the Boathouse. The Boathouse sounds fun. The Boathouse sounds fantastic. It and, does. You know, if ever there was a part of Disney World that really needed an upgrade, I mm-hmm. thought it was downtown Disney. It just needed a refresh, and it can be such a fantastic place if right. it's, you know, spruced up, and it sounds like they're really investing a lot there. So. I'm so excited. The concept art looks fun. I mean, it's nothing crazy. Like, we know they're just adding a story on top of a mall, essentially, mm-hmm. but uh, it is pretty. Like, I can get behind it. The thing I always said about old Downtown Disney is it was totally uninviting to sit yeah. outside or, like, lounge around in or stop and just sit there, I guess, yeah. and hang out. Mm-hmm. And that's, it seems like, what they're trying to make it. Absolutely. Which is awesome. And they're expanding in general. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a big part of it. Before, it was just, like, a mall. Like, after you walk through it, you're like, okay, now what? Right. And by adding a unified exterior look, it'll make some of those stores, which don't seem to really go together, you know, it, it will feel like less of a hodgepodge, even though it'll still be... You know, a bit of a hodgepodge of stores, but... Totally. Yeah. That's fine. I'm excited for for them to finish because we've made a commitment not to visit until they're so, done. So have I. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. been there in over a year. I, oh, it's safe for us. Safe for us. Probably clo- closer oh. to like a year and a half. Yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah, probably for me too. Which is kind of sad because I like the Wolfgang Puck butternut squash uh, soup. I want it. And that focaccia. Mm. It is quite delicious. And I'm glad that he'll be sticking around. You know, but it seems like there's going to be a lot of different bars and restaurants and parks and fun things like that. I haven't even seen the food trucks. Ugh. No, no, neither have I. And I, I've heard some mixed things about them. But oh, of course, of um, course. But I just want to see them. I don't like the idea yeah. of them. Oh, I just think well, it'll be fun. You know, it's funny because food trucks are a bit of a trend because, you know, in large cities like New York where we live, you know, it makes makes logistics sense, but it's so interesting. There's no need for a food truck in Disney. Well, clearly they're just hopping on. I mean, they're kind of copying a lot of New York stuff. They have the Highline thing, too. Yeah. That they've they've actually added, incorporated to the name. It's it's called the Something Highline. Yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think a big part of it is they wanted to, like, cities have moved to... This, I don't know. What? The city planning that incorporates like a lot of old with new stuff and makes yeah. it. It's yeah. mostly New York. To yeah. Be perfectly no, honest. New York started it, but it's kind of like spreading everywhere. And I think Disney was like, yeah. oh, that looks really great. It's popular. It's, it would be cheap for us to do. Let's. Are you guys and, so excited for the underground park in New York? 
Yeah, yes. I am oh so gosh. excited. Is that really happening? Your cousin, Nikki, uh, knows all about it. She, she, Adam's cousin is an urban planner in uh, in the city, and she knows no, all well, about now, it. Well, she she did had played a large part in the High Line, and now she yeah is now she runs Staten Island. Right, she runs Staten Island essentially. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah. anyway, she said that it. She said that it's 100 percent happening. That's cool. Well, now I hope Disney really takes a page out of New York City yeah. and I hope it's a fifth gate. Disney Staten Island Adventure. That yes. would be amazing. Would I'll be, be the mayor. Staten I'll Island. be the mayor of Staten Island Main Street. Staten Island <laughs> is the best. Um, okay, so next up, uh, Disney testing bus wait time system on the My Disney Experience app. So essentially, you're waiting at a bus stop anywhere, and you could be like, "Okay, when's the next bus coming?" Let me check on my little app here. And this will save them from having to put in like a billion TVs and crap on the bus stops, which is awesome. I think it's uh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's something that the bus wait times are just more infuriating because you don't know how long you're going to be waiting. If somebody tells you it's going to be seven minutes, seven minutes is fine. But yeah. when you're standing there waiting, seven minutes feels like an eternity. Well, so, like, how many times are you walking out of the park and you're like, I kind of have to pee, but if I pee, then we might miss the bus. Exactly. But if you could look at your phone and go, okay, the next bus isn't coming for 14 minutes. I'm right. Good. Now, one right. thing I've noticed with all the elements of My Magic Plus and the app and, and some of the automated um, info that they're trying to deliver is there's about a two year growing pain. Yes. So I would be looking for a wonderful rollout in twenty eighteen. Yes. And you know, by then the magic bands will work. It'll be fun to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People have such problems. We've had well we had issues when they first, first, first launched before really was my magic plus even a thing? When? When uh when we first had magic bands, when they didn't work to open our room doors. Um, there was the other, there was the other app. Do you remember the one before the one they have now? Yeah, it was just when they installed the RFID things. They just, it did not work. Yeah. And And I mean, we're coming up on close to two years. Oh my gosh. Is it really close to two years? Yes. Um, wow. Wow. And and you know, it's gotten so much better. So I think in a year or so it'll all be really smooth. And so the bus times will, will work out too. Um, of course they'll never, you know. They'll never make the bus fabulous, but no, um, I love the bus. I hate the well, bus. I, love, I the, love the bus so much, Andrew. We're not getting a rental car because it's going to cost seven hundred dollars. Yeah, right. No, we are not. I, not getting. No, a rental we're getting car. a rental car no matter what. I don't want to take the bus, but I do love it. <laughs> I mean, well, I the do. Bu- the bus narration and music to the Animal Kingdom is fantastic. It is. It's, I mean, it's worth taking the bus. Oh to my the Animal Kingdom just to hear the music. Yeah, well, it's the um, well going back to Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's a little clip from the Oasis Loop, which uh, I really love, and I always so actually, Wedway Radio uses it in their introduc- introduction too, which I think is fabulous. But um, it always reminds me of the bus. I love it. Hmm. So we have a, I have a special nostalgic for the bus, but I have no interest to actually ever go on one ever again. I'll go on it. I'm going on it. Nope, we yeah. would never. I'm going it on the bus. Happen. Please, I'd go on a bus if one of the Parrish brothers came with me. They're adorable. Oh my god, the one from Kansas City. I can't. I never remember which one's name, which one's Matt. He's They're, so cute. Aren't they both from Kansas City? Well, one of them I know is a Tampa Bay Rays fan, and one of them is a Kansas City Royals fan. So the one that's the Royals fan. Well, they're both adorable. They are. I think they're they're swell. They're swell. Very, they really are swell. Have you ever talked to them in real person in real life? They're no, fantastic. I want to bury treasure in their dimples. Aw, they do have nice dimples. They do. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What? They're super sweet. And the sweetest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. 
Oh. Buried treasure in someone's dimples. Were we on their show once? We were. Okay. So were we? Yeah. Okay, oh so yeah, we were. were. I forgot about that. So we're all into. We're all happy about this. Sorry, this app yes. thing. I think it's. I think it's good. Good thing. Um, next up, the Cinderella trailer debuted. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Costumes for days. I have to give them credit though. The costumes look amazing, but that has been you know such a trend with the you know these Disney movies like Maleficent yes. and Oz. You know. Alice in Wonderland. Right. You know, they, they look so beautiful in the trailers, and then the scripts are so awful. Oh, the, oh, scripts, oh, oh, oh. the scripts, sadly, look, it just doesn't look very it's good to awful. Me. It looks awful. Like this, they let you know how awful the script is in the trailer. Yeah. The whole, like, to... When they're like, Ella, Ella, and then she's like, and she's like, Cinder, Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you put Kate Blanchett in a gold dress, and I'm there. So. I mean, we'll all see the damn thing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this is the problem. It can't be worse than Maleficent. Though. No, it, no, it liter- literally can't be. And Kate Blanchett is amazing. So. I had some higher hopes for this one because it's based on, you know, the existing screenplay from the animated film. And, you know, Cinderella, the animated film, is a really tightly well-written film. Agreed. But why but does it exist? That was, like, my main... Twitter question. Because they will make so much money. But like, all the other stuff is a re-like, like like Alice was... You always say this every time. It's because it will make money. I understand that. They want to make money. No, but... Adam, money. Money. Well, well, I think the reason why this one exists is because perhaps they realized that with... Well, well, this was obviously under production while Maleficent was too, but with some of the others, maybe they realized that the end product wasn't so great when they were trying to put a new twist on them or do sequel stories, and maybe they thought, stick to what works, you know, the original story. Plus, Cinderella's timeless. There's about 850 billion adaptations of Cinderella. It's a story that we never get sick of, so... I mean, I just think it's odd more than anything else that they that their instinct wouldn't be to do like a weird retelling of it, and just to do a straight up like live action, which we hear from Lady. It's like Lady Tremaine's side, and she, you know, we learn about how difficult it is to deal with, you know, this wayfish girl and her Um, and running a giant household. They should just do a a a full theatrical version of Twice Charmed. Oh my God, I would love that. (laughs) Jeff, have you seen Twice Charmed? I have not, but I, it's going on my viewing list. Well, it is a play from the Disney Magic. You can watch oh, it. You can watch it online, I'm sure. It's the it best. It is amazing. The best. Amazing. I actually hope that they start expanding it to every ship on the Disney Cruise Line. It should be every Because I want to see it on our next cruise, because it's amazing. Yeah. They should perform it five times on a five-night cruise. I they love could- Twice Charmed. They could replace the Golden Mickeys. I'd be totally happy with Oh, that. my God. Twice Charmed is outstanding. I yes. love it. Okay. Well, you know, I just want a movie where Kate Blanchett says, don't you realize how hard it is to be me? And wouldn't that be <laughs> She should say that in every movie. Every movie. Do you think she'll say that in The Hobbit 3? Uh, <laughs> Battle of the Do you know Battle how hard it is to be Galadriel? I've looked in the damn mirror. <laughs> She's so amazing, though. <laughs> okay. I lost, I lost my list. What's her best movie? Steve Zissou? I think so. She's quite good in that. <laughs> She's really good in Steve Zissou. Kate Blanchett gives a wonderful, borderline campy performance in The Talented Mr. Ripley, in which she plays a kind of ditzy American. Oh, I forgot about that movie. No, she yeah. doesn't play a ditzy American. She plays kind of a uh, so sort of old money, that- old money American, right? <laughs> She's, you know, oh, Dickie, how are you? Darling? She plays kind of like a Hamptonite, right? 
Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. She was fantastic. great in that movie. It was a real precursor to her work as Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator. Oh my god, she's so good. Yeah, she's a, she's a great actress. She's There's an no American cap- treasure. This, this so, podcast so, is taking a gay turn. No, oh, okay. Let's butch it up. A turn no, for the gay. Not. Okay. Um, so uh, the last two news items, both coming out of Animal Kingdom, just announced. Um, we have a new table service restaurant coming to Discovery Island at Animal Kingdom. And this will be in Pizzafari. So they're going to remodel Pizzafari. It will still have Pizzafari, the quick service location, but then also have this other sit-down restaurant. And they'll share, like, dining area space. I think this is great because there are not enough sit-down restaurants in Animal Kingdom at all. And also what is there is not my favorite. I mean, Tusker House is is solid, but it's, you know, nothing to get excited about. So hopefully this is a real knockout restaurant. Yes. I hope they keep Pizza Pizza Fari. The food is really bad and it sucks. But the restaurant is beautiful, and I hope that they kind of keeps it. It's curious that they're doing this, and I wonder if it has something to do with, um, you know, the effectiveness of be our guest and wondering how they can change up the traditional, you know, business model for a restaurant. Well, I think from what it looks like, they're actually going to divide this restaurant, right? Where it will be total two totally separate restaurants or no. Yeah. I mean, it expects, it's expected that both the existing pizza fari and the new table service restaurant will share parts of the dining area space and will both operate as part of the finished product. I well, that's a good idea. It's usually half empty, so this makes sense. It's yeah, a good exactly. use of the space. So, and it's a beautiful space. So that's really cool. And then the, uh, the probably the most exciting thing is the new concept art was released um, for a new Africa market, marketplace expansion in Harambe. So the new, new Harambe. New, new Harambe. I'm psyched about this. We all knew something was getting built back there. There was construction walls for like a year, mm. correct? Yes. You know, we knew it was something. And uh, uh, com kind of guessed exactly what this was going to be a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled, beyond thrilled. The more Africa, the better. Yeah, and it will yeah. have it will have a new counter service restaurant, um, like a walk-up window-y kind of situation. Yeah. Called Harambe Marketplace. Um, awesome. And I That's think, fantastic. I think it's kind of going to be like the uh, like Sunset Boulevard restaurants, whatever that thing is called. Mm-hmm. Make it hand movements, but I don't know what it's called. What? What? The, oh, the the kind the of line of various counter like services. Like Fairfax that, Fair, mm-hmm. Toluca Legs. Yes. Oh well, that's a. I mean, that's. I think that's a lot bigger than the, what this is going to be. No, right? but I think it's going to be the same idea where you're going to have like multiple windows in like an area to make it feel like it's, it's a be, market. I think it's going to be more like cool. cosmic rays. Yeah, but probably no. But it's going to be kind of be outside. It well, looks yeah, like. I know, but that's all different restaurants, that thing you just described. But I think it's kind of going to be like that. Where right, it's just be a row of things. Yeah, like so it feels like a marketplace. I just think it looks fabulous. The concept art looks amazing. Yes, and hopefully they'll have vegetarian dishes that are edible. And one of the cool things about this, because you, you hear a lot of grousing um, of that, you know, oh, Disney takes seven years to build something, whereas right. at Universal, they build, then they announce, and so it opens right away. And they're kind of taking a page out of Universal here, where they've this has obviously been under construction, they're announcing yeah. it, and in a few months it'll be ready, so we don't have to wait as long, and our, our excitement won't wane, and it'll be so thrilling when it opens. Yes, right. spring of 2015, so we'll be here before you know it. Oh my gosh, well that... You know, when I'm there in fall of 2015, I'll be certain to run to. Same with us. It's so depressing. I know. It's depressing that it'll be open for a while beforehand. Because we, we would normally 
Th- we, this uh, should have been our Disney World year, and now it's our Disneyland year. No, this is our Disneyland year. We're going to be at the land. But it's got screwed up. Oh, so sad that we have to go to Disneyland. Just, oh, how just awful. Sad. I know. We, we might have to horrible? squeak in a Disney World. Yeah, well, they should, they should you know, build an Africa in Disneyland. Disneyland could use them. Yeah, they really could. Yeah. They could use a little Africa action. <laughs> they need a third park. Yeah, so, all right. Are you a Catholic school boy? Yes, I is. am. I went to Catholic school. Okay, <laughs> so th- we're doing the Disney sup- yearbook superlatives, as Andrew said. That's what they're called. <laughs> what so this, this I is call them the- awards. No, they're not awards. No, my idea. They're... I can well, you call don't them whatever you, I want. You don't want to undermine the fabulous Disney Hipster Awards. You know exactly. That, oh, that's true. That's something we have. Did we I do think Disney so. Hipster Awards? Probably. I think you I did. I, I honestly can't remember. Let's let's face it. You were drunk when you recorded, and your listeners exactly. were drunk when they listened. Exactly. So. Nobody no. remembers. We'll do the same show again next week. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. No, but the superlatives are those great things in the yearbooks, like, you know, the cutest couple, and, you know... Jeff, did you get one in your high school? I did. I was most environmentally sound. Oh, that's good. I got most unique. Uh, now, see, I don't like that, because... Why? As, you know, well, as a grammar snob, you, something can't be... Well, I guess you could be most unique, but, you know, it's like when people say something's, you know, very unique, it's like, it's no, unique. Right. There's no degree to it. Was, right. Very unique does not... It was, it was, I was really the I was most the, homosexual I was award. The, it really was. <laughs> Because the other one was a lesbian stripper. Uh-huh. It was a boy and a girl, and I got it, and a lesbian stripper got it. And well, mind you, know, you that she was a lesbian stripper when she got the award <laughs> in high school. Oh, Hilliard Florida. Well, you, might, you might be shocked to know that my female counterpart for most environmentally sound was a lesbian. So, I mean, that makes sense. That, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. We didn't have these in Catholic school. Really? Because exactly, you guys are horrible. Even though I thought of this brilliant idea it was probably something to do with the pope he probably didn't approve of it yes not the new pope he's boss yeah he's pretty cool yeah he's like superlatives for everybody i yeah. love him yes i love him so anyway um, so so we ahead, so Alan. so mr turkey like jeff was kind enough to make a, a list and then i also got some other ones and we're going to sort of pick from those do all of jeff's and then some of the ones that i found um and and pick some winners i guess we're each going to pick a winner Sure. Is this going to work? Sure. Yes, exactly. Okay. I I think Jeff should commandeer this ship. Because he's our special guest. Oh, thanks you. And by the way, thank you for having me. Thank you earlier in the... We're so happy to have you. Oh, thanks. Um, So, you know, I don't know about you, but I was a member of my, you know, high school's uh, yearbook staff. Um, I hate high school. I was not. Yeah, we I used PageMaker. get the fuck out of there. <laughs> well, we used PageMaker and made horrible layouts, and there were, you know, acid wash backgrounds and all of that. And that sounds so, pretty amazing, though. Yeah, it kind of was. So I have a little bit of experience with some of these awards. Um, so I came up with a fun little list. Um, and I wanted to kick things off with kind of one of the best ones, because we all know that feeling about, like, wanting to get the hell out of high school, and that's senioritis. Uh-huh. So our first superlative is going to be worst case of senioritis. And this is something in the Disney universe that is totally phoning it in and way past its expiration date. Yes, this is a good one. Um, Who goes first? I'll go first. Uh, I'm going for the entire cast member uh, group of Morocco. 
Oh yes. They have a oh, bad yes. case of senioritis. <laughs> they have do. been they've been phoning it in since uh, the mid nineteen eighties. Whenever Morocco debuted, they've been phoning it in ever since. They're just yeah. they just like can I take your order? Have a magical day. And you know one of the saddest things, and it's you know pretty sad because it's actually a freshman. It's those cast members who have the unenviable task of trying to get people into Spice Road tables. It just seems so sad out in the walkway, you know, desperately uh, trying to get you to come in. They just, they all just look miserable. Yeah, they they're, do. They're depressed. They want to go back to Morocco. They're like, what the hell did I do? Why am I in Orlando, Florida? This place is the pits. Yeah. They came to America thinking they'd see beautiful things like Mount Rushmore and Yellowstone and instead they no. see like, you know, Americans asking, what's home is? <laughs> yeah, by the time they pay their housing fees, they probably make less money than they would in Morocco. Aww, yeah, that's really sad. Mm, that anyway, sad. they're super. They're phoning it in. They have hey, Jeff. You want to go second? So we'll go Andrew, you, and then myself. Sure. Now I know you two are not going to like this one, but honestly, I have to say, Ellen DeGeneres and her energy adventure are they are just phoning it in at this point. What? Yes. What is no. wrong? you no i mean don't get me wrong i love the attraction but i think if if you if i had to pick one thing in epcot that really needed to be updated you know ellen needs to move on to her freshman year in college because number one that's when (laughs) she's gonna explore her lesbianism but number two ellen and bill nye are more popular now than ever so let's get let's get a reboot you know yeah if you get a reboot of an attraction with the same people like 20 years later Right? Well, actually, That'd I mean, be fantastic. they've had senioritis for so long. They're like, you know, Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused, where, like, you know, they're just still hanging around with the seniors at this point. They're like townies. So they might need to move on to community college. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Poor Ellen. I love her cool hair, though. I know. Well, the Ellen animatronic is just an active genius. Yeah, I was going to say, that is not phoning it in. No, it's not. She is giving plastic face realness yes. every day. <laughs> On her show. Awesome. On her show. <laughs> so, so, so I had two things. Um, no, just one. But just one. This one. is how it works. Uh, but one of them's more one obvious. Of them, I'll one. give you the more obvious one. Uh, I'm going to go with a great movie ride. Oh, yes. Oh, Live speed. Everything about it. The cast member. Sigourney no, those, Weaver. Forget the ride itself. The cast the cast members are oh my god! Talk about phoning. It's like the definition of phoning it in. Like you could put them in the dic- uh, the dictionary next to it. I've seen people with Alzheimer's in community theater productions that are like <laughs> far better than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're some of them are horrible. Do you remember the Latino broad that <laughs> yeah. did the spiel last time we were on that attraction? And you couldn't even understand her. It was so bad. Yeah, you're saying me, Maxie. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. I mean, it's yeah, the, and the Jersey accent, the Jersey gangster accent is what always. Are from, what are you from, Joyzy? Oh yeah. my god, that kills me. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; they get it pretty spot on, but. Mm, yeah, well, they get a you know they get an F for effort. So <laughs> yeah. no, they just don't give a shit. The thing I don't really get though about these people is they got like kind of a cool job, especially a lot. There are a lot of like cat college kids. Mm-hmm. Like they could be schlepping French fries or working on an ice cream cart in 110 degree heat. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is right up there at Jungle Cruise, Skipper. It's like one of the most you know exciting jobs to have. And then they're like, I can't be bothered. Yeah. 
Mm, that's a shame. Mm. But, you know, instead of focusing on, you know, people who are phoning in, let's talk about some good people and let's yes. talk about best dressed. Yes. 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 Now, this should be a good one. Okay. So we're doing best dressed male and female. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm cross contaminating where I'm doing one cast member, one cartoon uh, character. Okay. Every Is that year, fine? heart desire. So for best dressed male, I'm going with the Norwegian cast members from World Showcase. They are wearing knickers, high socks, and during cold months, a beautiful gray cape. Yes. Okay. They look amazing. I would wear this outfit every day of my life if I could. You and would. I do, actually. As often as I can. I cannot believe that you haven't bought that cape from Theme Park. I think it's yet. beautiful. It's they're like on, a big wool cape. They're, they on, they're on eBay for like 30 bucks all the time. And they just look good. Like the Norwegian guys just look good in this outfit. Well, it's because sometimes they're sexy, but sometimes they're a little thick. But I think they're adorable. And then no. for, for best dressed female is Yzma from Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. <laughs> I mean, she looks amazing. She really does. Right? I love. She looks so good. She's so skinny that you see like the bones in her chest. It's amazing, and she has that high collared neck thing and the headpiece, and uh -huh. I just think she looks amazing. She really is. That's Fabulous. great character design. Period. But her outfits are always on point. Even her lab coat. Right? Who pulls off a lab coat like that? Yeah. And Eartha Kitt was, you know, well dressed in real life. So clearly, the um, animators were knew what they were doing. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm sad that she's. Those gone. are good choices. Yeah. Jeff, what's it, what are your answers? Um, well, I think for best dressed female, I might actually go with Kate Blanchett in the Cinderella trailer. Those are some pretty amazing costumes. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Too soon. Way too, too soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> the tragedy hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> no, I'm a, I, no, I actually am a fan of, of the pretty elaborate costumes and some of the, um, uh, you know, live action films. I also really loved, um, I, I'm blanking on her name though, uh, from the p original Parent Trap, the mother. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Catherine O'Hara? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. really fantastic costumes throughout that whole film. Uh, yeah, that, for now, for yeah. always. <laughs> so good. Yes. Uh, She's amazing. And for best dressed male, I have to go with Aladdin because. Well, I'm gay, and he shows off a lot of chest, and and you know, even though the Moroccan cast yeah. members are phoning it in, every Aladdin that I've ever met in the park is really bringing it. So um, they get yeah, act. they're pretty good. They're pretty yeah. good. I feel like Plus every the, the, every Aladdin I met in the park is also Mexican. Oh, of course, yeah, or Cuban. You're in Florida. Yeah, right? that's true. Some <laughs> sort of Spanishy thing. Yeah. And how about you, Adam? Um, I have um. So for male, I have Aurora meet and greet. And for female, I have the Aurora meet and greet. <laughs> now explain the female side because I find her schmata. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're both terrible. <laughs> um, no, actually I have uh, Patty in her Statue of Liberty costume. Yeah, clearly that's amazing. Patty in general, yeah. best dress is not her in one outfit. It's her lifestyle. Yeah, I guess her whole wardrobe. Yeah, she's good fabulous. in everything. Her space boots. Yeah. Come mm, on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Patty's space boots. Patty has good style in every scene, my friend. She got space <laughs> boots for Christmas. Yeah. That's amazing. Or is she just holding them for fun? I don't know. I, yeah, Patty. I'm going with Patty. And then my man is Carl 
from up. Why? Because he's a hipster? <laughs> I just like his outfit. He's a total hipster. Yeah. Yeah, I just those, like his outfit. I was wear I would wear his outfit is my point. He's very well dressed for an older gentleman. Okay. I think he it looks ama- I think it looks amazing. Well, speaking of old, you know, there some of these attractions are getting a little long in the tooth. Um, but we know that they'll never close. So our next right. superlative is most likely to run forever. Okay. Is this most likely to run forever as is? Not necessarily, just most likely. The, the thing that went, when the final death knell comes down on Disney World, which may happen one day, you know, yeah. hopefully long after we're dead, but, right. you know, you know, it will still be there. I, uh, mine, it seems like such an obvious choice because unlike the rest of the, you know, rest of the parks, this one is tr- like truly an icon mm-hmm. in American culture as an attraction, but as a park icon, also a spaceship Earth. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually the park icon. Yeah. And an icon in American culture, too. Like, nobody doesn't know what that is. Yeah. You know? I can't see that. I can't see that ever closing. And it it just, it captivates the the imagination. I mean, I just remember as a kid, the first time I saw it, and just needing to know what was up inside that golf ball, you know? Yeah. I, I just, like, but do you really think it would never close as is? No, I, I think it might evolve like it has previously, but I don't think it will close. You don't think it will close it? No. no. Plus, I mean, I I cannot imagine Epcot. I mean, I guess they could put a new ride inside, but I, I just have a hard time believing that, you know, Spaceship Earth, the exterior structure could ever be moved. No, so. ever. Never. Yeah. Never. I mean, it is Epcot. You take that away and it becomes kind of a different park. Yeah, that's true. But they could put the coaster in it like they wanted to. Yeah. Coaster ball. Maybe it would just be called Spaceship Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you got? Well, for me, I, I'm going with something that I hope runs forever, and because it's just, it makes my heart sing, and that's um, Peter Pan's flight. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, to get in that pirate ship, there's nothing particularly special, um, you know, at first glance, but I, I don't know what it is. It just evokes childhood. And I, I think if it closed, it would be that attraction that might, you know, give me pause for returning. So. Yeah, it would kill me. Yeah, I just, I that, love it. That when you turn that co- first corner, you hear that like, ding, 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 ding. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's true for both coasts, not just Disney World. I mean, the the one in Disneyland, it's, it, to me, it's, it's the same, but it's so different. You know, the star yeah. scene and everything. It, it's just a great attraction. It really is. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, I have um, Mickey's Premium Bars. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those are going anywhere. Obviously. Uh, I wonder how many of those they sell in a year. A lot. I'm sure I, I'm sure I could Google it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think to the day that park closes, that will... Those will still be sold. Oh, yeah. But, and be up beyond. Yeah. And as a nation, our expanding waistlines demand that it stays. Yes. I cannot believe they don't sell them in the supermarket, to be honest. I think they do. Some, <sighs> I think no, they, they do don't. somewhere. They have to. Well, Not, not even in celebration? Maybe, but they don't sell them up here. That's for damn sure. I don't know how you could call it celebration without a Mickey ice cream. Though. Yeah. It's true. It's barely a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Even if you have ice cream and chocolate, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no. Um, so moving on, our next superlative is most likely to get divorced. I know. Okay. 
you have to bear with me here because I think that mine makes a lot of sense. Okay. With all the recent changes to Kilimanjaro safaris Mm. at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Mm. right? The removal of Little Red, etc. The storyline, whatever. Plus the addition of some animals or whatever. The whole ride is basically changed, right? Uh They've gotten rid of all the poaching sort of uh, like backstory. Yeah. I think that... Warden Wilson Matua is going to divorce Kilimanjaro Safaris. <laughs> no! Yeah, he is. <laughs> say it ain't so. He's definitely divorcing Kilimanjaro Safaris. And he's going to say, adios, my friend. I'm out of here. Is that what no, he would he, say? He would say, Quaharini. I was going to say, Quaharini. Swaharini. Swaharini, bitches. <laughs> you know, I, I once made an inter-office memo that said, um, to Simba One from Wilson. Nice. Yeah, of course nobody that I worked with got it, but no, whatever. It was for did. me. It was for me. It was something I did for myself. That's sweet. So. Yeah, it made you happy. It did. Nice. It did. Um, so my couple is. Um, I went with Ariel and Eric. God damn it! That's what I have. Oh uh, well, but, you know, it's like they're from different worlds, and at a certain point, you know, they always say, you know, there's more than one fish in the sea. Yeah. And. There's more than one human on the on the shore because this is her first taste of humans, and so you know the odds of her staying with one guy and not That's a testing good point. on some other humans. It just seems unlikely. It's just the whole thing is so stupid. Yeah, yeah, and also too, I live in New York, and I met a lot of friends out here who are like from other parts of the country. And what did they all do? They wound up found finding you know a spouse that lived like 20 minutes away from where they grew up. So she's probably going to go swimming one day and meet a merman and decide it's, you know, better under yes. the sea. She, but she just knows, they know nothing about each other. Like at all. Nothing. He liked her voice. That was it. Like, it's just weird. And she just liked his, I don't know what. Yeah. Not, like not a, attractive. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of there might be some holes in the plot there because, you know, Belle and the Beast had a nice like courtship. They got to know each other. Aladdin and Jasmine. Yes. They had some nice touching moments. Did Ariel and Eric have? Yeah, no. I mean, they, I mean, that harps back a little bit too. Because Aurora and Philip are kind of like that. Yeah, the snow totally and the print. Oh, at least, yeah. like snow is such like a dum dum that like she'll. I don't know. She reminds me of the light in the piazza. Like she's touched in the head, and he just doesn't realize it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, do Adam? you have one? Adam? No, that was it. Ah. Adam, right. come on, that's lame. You couldn't come up with another one? Who else? No. I get, well, I try to think about all the princessy prince couples. No, that's lame. You can come up with someone else, too. You can divorce yourself from the all-star resorts. Or we can get divorced. I'm like, oh, no. Why not? I'm oh. awesome. Well, let me tell you, I could divorce Adam because we've been living in a chilly condo for the last three days, and he kept going, they just haven't turned the heat on in the radiator. And I said... I think there's something more to it. And it turns out we just needed to bleed our radiators. They were empty, which is not <laughs> very unusual. Well, no. Yes. You should have tried it a couple days ago. Well, I didn't. Anyway. You could have tried it. So that's my secondary answer. I'm going to divorce Adam. That's really oh, mean. That is mean. Because you guys were my choice for the next superlative, which was cutest couple. Aw. We, we don't deserve that at all. Aww. At all. But I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to pick cutest couple. This is one uh, you guys had just mentioned two seconds ago, but there's no cuter couple than Philip and Aurora. 
because they're both blonde and they're both tall and skinny and they both look like models. Wait, so you don't mean cutest together as in, you mean like, yeah, I guess you just. Cutest couple. Yeah, you're right. What you're do right. you mean? You're you right. don't mean cutest you're right. together. You're, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. A couple is together, my friend. You're right. You do like your Norwegian, but they're my people because they kind of look Nor- like of Norwegian they cast do. member. The the taller and blonder they are, the better, and so they're perfect. Clearly, obviously, and Philip is the cutest prince. Obviously, I think we can all three agree on that. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prince, actual prince. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Flynn Rider man myself. Oh he's, no, he's, he's no prince. Flynn Please. has a has a whatever a soul You're patch. T- it's You're weird. talking. I have a soul patch. Please, no, you have don't. you seen me? Yes, I have. I That's do. not a soul That's patch. That's not like not like his soul patch. I this wear cargo weird. shorts into the parks. I bring a different perspective to the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a very good. He point. reminds me of the guy from the what's that? I wanna fly, wanna fly, wanna fly. <laughs> Put my arms around you, baby. Oh, Sugar Ray. Yes, Sugar that guy. Yeah, Mark McGrath. Oh, Mark McGrath. Mrs. Mrs. Stump is in love with him. I know, I saw that. (laughs) She makes questionable choices sometimes. (laughs) Oh, no. Could I nominate them for most likely to get divorced, being that Megan left Ricky Stump at home and went to Disneyland? That was not very nice, Adam. (laughs) I I love Megan and Ricky. That poor she, did, she did abandon Ricky to go to Disney. I mean, we might have to take Ricky to Disney oh, with us. Can we talk about a, a cute Disney? Well, they're not a Disney couple. Central Florida couple are the Trackers. Oh my God, are they adorable? Much, they are adorable, and I his little mustache. Oh, they're just so cute. They're very cute. Jen is, <laughs> Jen is beautiful. She should be a model. She's gorgeous. She She's like that Swiss milk. She has really nice blonde hair. <laughs> I love her blonde hair. Yeah, they're adorable. Good. Good. Is that your pick? No. No. What's your actual pick? My pick is um, a citrus swirl and an orange bird souvenir cup. There's nothing more adorable than that little orange bird. And he goes so nicely with the citrus swirl. So that is my cutest couple. That's really cute. I like that one. Um, Our next one. I didn't do my cutest. Oh, you didn't do yours. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying Ricky and uh, Stump and Stump. No. My no, he was saying they should get divorced. No, oh, they should be divorced. Oh. He didn't uh, mean that, though. I really didn't mean it. I was teasing. Um, my choice is Cogsworth and Lumiere. <laughs> uh, the original. What are you insinuating? They're homosexuals. No, they're not. Lumiere loves the French made duster. Yeah, but he's like kind of overcompensating. Right? Yeah, I think so bit. too. Yeah, I and think Cogsworth is clearly just a Cogsworth total is definitely he's like Fagsworth. Yeah, for check sure. For, check for the beard on the, <laughs> on the feather duster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> They'd be very cute together. They'd be like Lauren Hardy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but husbands. <laughs> That's adorable. So um, our next one is uh, kind of a sad one. Most likely to never have an attraction in Disney World. Or Disneyland or any Disney park, I suppose. Um, And this could be something that, you know, maybe did at one point and it closed. But, you know, looking into the future, most likely to never have an attraction. Okay. As sad as this is, and I've pushed for it, you know, using the secret, (laughs) Oprah's the secret. I've I've tried to will this into existence. But it will never happen. You steal my idea. Is a Aristocats attraction. Oh no! <laughs> I'm serious. I want an Aristocats attraction so bad. He really does. 
like I think about it all the time and it never comes to fruition. And I just don't think the universe has it in itself to uh, bring that much joy to me. You know, I think it's like willful, like maliciousness against my well-being. That you need, not, to, you need to write to Santa or Geraldo Rivera to make that happen. I know. I want it so bad. But it's just never going to happen. And I think, you know, it's not, you know, one of the most revered Disney movies of all time. But I think that it has a cult following. Disney Confession. I have never seen the Aristocats. Oh, my God. Um, but I have this plan. Okay, so Kevidently oh. and I, the wonderful Kevidently, a uh, good friend of mine, he and I are going on a Disney cruise, and they have those magic televisions that show every Disney movie. Yes. And we, we have a short list where we called a list of movies that I had never seen, movies that he had never seen, and decided what movie should we like order room service and watch it to in the morning. And uh, the Aristocats is on the short list. You're, you're not going to want to be in your room watching a movie on the cruise. Maybe no, at 2 in the morning when nothing else is going. Oh, at 2 in the morning. You're going to be awake at 2 in the morning? Please, I burn the candle at both ends. You're in Disney, man. you got to be awake and soak it all I up. sleep like 15 hours a day in Disney World. At the yeah, day. I know. You, you vacation the way, you know. People should vacation. People. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I'm more like Jamie. You I mean, have I have to watch. You have to watch the Aristocats. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to it. I will do it now. I I feel like now I, this is making me lean towards the Aristocats. Oh my god! You have to watch the Aristocats. It's one of my favorite movies. It is, uh, it is quite good. It. Well, one of my favorite movies that sadly will never have an attraction is, and I know a lot of Disney fans do not like this movie, but I love it, and that is The Black Cauldron. The Black Cauldron has everything. It has romance. It has adventures. It has a princess who has been oddly shunned by the Disney princess. Alonwi gets the shaft. Alonwi gets the shaft. It's so true. She's a Disney princess. She's more of a princess than Mulan. I feel weird about her, though, because her hair's not blonde or brown. It's blonde, and I'm not into blonde. Yeah, it's that sort of 80s Disney, um, you know, mixture they have this particular shade of, of I hair. I don't love it. I don't love her hair, so she can eat it. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. It's fabulous. And the Horned King is legitimately the most terrifying Disney villain, and he would be so perfect in a menacing dark ride a la Snow White Scary Adventures. Yeah. I would love that. Plus there are some, some kind of campy witches. and you know, I mean, I love witches. And an assistant pig keeper. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Adam, yeah. do you have an answer? Can I nominate someone else for most likely to get divorced? <laughs> sure, sure. Really quickly. Sure. We're not on that topic anymore. The world and Frozen. Damn, <laughs> no. Say your answer for cutest couple. Cute, not cutest couple. Most likely most to not ever have a oh, traction yeah, Disney one, World. Yes. Duffy. Duffy the Disney yeah. Bear? Yeah. He's just not he's not sticking as much as they want him to. He's never gonna get a dark ride. The shattering sound you hear is Devo's heartbreaking. And my and heartbreaking. Everyone's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I want I want a tour around the world dark ride with Duffy. That would be so cool. Or like, like a little Duffy mobile that you like go and you drive around. You get in a Duffy head and you go into a world of crazy, trippy Duffies. Where everything is a nice hug. Everything. Everything. Yes, and you get a hug at the end. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, it could be like you sit in him, that like you sit in his lap, like the car, and the, the bars that hold you in are his hands. 
So he gives you a hug. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is better than the, the ride in Hershey Park where you go through the oven and get us a Hershey kiss at the end. Uh, I uh, love that love ride. That. The cows. I know, but if you, but if you, at the end, you got a hug from Duffy, that would be better than yes. a Yes, much better. Yeah. Can we go to uh, Hershey Park next weekend? Yes. Jeff? I absolutely. I haven't been since I was a little kid. Oh my god, it's it's not the best, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> okay. So moving on, um, our next one is kind of a sad, little retrospect. Um, this is the special tribute page that exists in every yearbook, and it's dedicated to that one kid who got hit by a car, was like kicked in the head by a mule or whatever. Um, <laughs> so this is. Our special tribute page where we say goodbye to something that has tragically left the Disney universe. Um, okay. So, go. okay. Now, Andrew has those, a good, these, must have a good answer for this. No, I don't really. But these tribute pages, right, which I am very familiar with. Because 85 mm-hmm. people, half of his graduating class was dead from drunk driving accidents. No, they were not. Oh. But listen, it's, no, they're usually dedicated to kids like, Sometimes who didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, somebody had to, like, make this page, like, oh, so-and-so, well, whatever. It's, it's like in Heather's. It's like the page from Martha Dump Exactly. Or, you know. Exactly. So, all the attractions at Hollywood Studios are getting together and making a page for the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow. Because... <laughs> He was always on the thin side. They knew he was never going to make it. And he lasts last less than two years. And he's out of there. Yeah. He didn't survive the ever-changing terrain of Walt Disney World. Like, he got outlived by, like, Stitch and all these yeah. other attractions. It's very sad. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> it was he horrible. was horrible. And no one liked him. But now you're oh. sad that he's gone. Well, he did. He, he got outlived by the freaking by Narnia. Narnia. Which Narnia was, was there for way like seventeen worse. years. Way worse. Well, that's because that had Tilda. So. It did exactly, precisely. I mean, it's sad because the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow is survived by his good friend Lights Motors action. Exactly. It's really oh, kind of sad. Sure. It's pathetic. Uh, like yeah. that's really sad. It's a shame. I never got to see it. I've watched a YouTube video. It looked like it was a delightful distraction. Oh, it is horrible. It, <laughs> yeah, was, no, it was the worst. No, but it, it was brilliant in its awfulness, I think. Was it? I think. Well, at least the YouTube video that I watched. I don't know. Probably the experience of standing there after waiting like a half hour to get in, I w- it wouldn't seem so cute to me. It was not. No. no. Okay. What do you got? Well, see, my special tribute page... I mean, it, it may, I'm going to pick one, but it's probably dedicated to all of Meg Crofton's carnage, but it's really dedicated to the third extra magic hour. Oh. I just, it makes me so sad. And, you know, there are occasional nights where they this park actually stays open and the two hours brings it to where the, the third extra magic hour was but most nights the park is actually closed one hour earlier than it used to be absolutely and and that makes me sad you know because and i'm not one to grouse too much about the prices because i do think that they raise prices fairly incrementally i mean they don't tend to jack prices up too much from one year to the next but it just feels like they they cut a value and are charging more and it makes me sad because it's just a reduction and there's nothing i like less than 
taking things away from me. Right. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, there was nothing, said, to, no redeeming factor in taking an hour exactly. off. Exactly. It wasn't like, we're going to take an hour off, but we're going to, you know, give you mm. room upgrades or something. Right. You know, it's not. Right. So it was sad, but, you know, it's just one of the uh, fatalities of the last decade. It's really stink. The worst is the uh, the losing the Animal Kingdom night extra magic hours. Yeah, that yeah, because it's best. such a special, it was, special park. It was so par- nice at night. Nobody would be there. Mm-hmm. It was great. So Yeah. Okay, I got... Oh, my God, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. Come on. My tribute page will be for the fifth Zebra Dome. Oh. <sighs> Yes. Oh yeah. no, that's depressing. I know. Well, it's these so are sad, all depressing. I mean, that's really the, sad. The yearbook special tribute page was always a reminder of the sad things that happened. You know, like and now we have the the, the little old, four bigger, pack? the little the bigger box with that fifth zebra dome that you would split. That would be just enough for you to be fulfilled by two and a half zebra domes. But now you only get two, and now you're always a little bit hungry. I'm not ever hungry. For another half. But. That's not true. I li- would like to mention that the price has also gone up twice. Yes. Since that fifth Zebra Dome has been taken away. Yes. It, that's insane. They're more than a dollar a dome now. Really? Yeah. Oh my. Well, you would think like that's just a drop in the bucket to you entitled kids. No, I mean, yes. honest, <laughs> honestly, I'm not complaining. I'm sticking up for the for the poor people out there. Who have to count each dome? Yes. I'm suppose sorry. you have a. Suppose you used to go with a family of five, and each have I, a dome. I know. Well, now it's like little Timmy is going to be so malnourished that he'll wind up in his school's Don't yearbook special tribute page. Exactly. Tiny Tim is going to die. <laughs> no, he's not. Because he doesn't. We're going to save him. Dome. Like Ma Petite. No, they'll be like no. they'll be like the little church mice in Robin Hood, where they like you know Otto, his little crumb falls off, and he gives it to the mice, and they kind of split it up. It's now it's like a little family of church mice splitting up a zebra dome. I can't handle that. I watched Ma Petite gets smothered to death. Every town has its ups and downs. Oh sad. my God! Don't get me started. And, but not in Jumbo House. <laughs> um, <laughs> so well, this kind of goes in since we you know. Just talked about price, but our next one is most likely to sell out. It's the attraction, the character, the thing most likely to become shamelessly monetized, like the upcharges at the Halloween party, for example. Um, so. Okay. Mine is an obvious one because it's already seen inroads into selling out, and that is the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is an obvious answer, correct? Mm-hmm. So the Haunted Mansion has been a cult, you know, attraction before the internet ever was. Right? People absolutely love it. And then, of course, you get the Eddie Murphy movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, Disney, tries to, yeah. Disney tries to bank on it initially. Of course, the movie doesn't do that great. Now, Disney has the uh, Haunted Mansion store at the Magic Kingdom, which is really not all that well done. Yeah, it was such of. a great idea. Right. And then it just isn't really that great. And they know they'll sell merchandise no matter what. You know, whether the merchandise is good or not, whatever. That merchandise could have been so good. But then it could also, you know, they also rent out uh, Haunted Mansion for special events. Mm -hmm. Pretty often at Disneyland and Disney World. Like, there's no way that this isn't going to continue to keep selling out. Right? The Haunted Mansion's a big sellout. 
Yeah, and it's kind of interesting that it took, you know, over 40 years for them to feel that that needed a gift shop, when I feel like they missed out on many years of extra profit there, because, uh, you know, Jelly's Last Jam, the store, really never seemed particularly profitable. I mean, I always bought Jelly. Who doesn't love a little Smucker's Jelly? I always like to go in there and talk to the cast members because they always seem so desperate. You know, they were just like, they were kind of like those Moroccan cast members outside sad. of Spice Road. So Absolutely. weird when it just became like a half a kitchen store just to make any yeah. sense at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, I, I guess when I think about selling out, just as Illuminations has been selling out, Wishes is next. Uh, with the, all the work that they're doing with the hub, which is going to be fantastic when it opens, I have this sinking feeling that most of the expanded area is going to become pay-to-play. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I just... That kind of makes me sad. I, I've not really enjoyed seeing various portions of World Showcase Lagoon get blocked off um, for illuminations, and it, it makes me sad to think that that may happen to Wishes. So I, I hope I'm wrong, but it feels like that's the way it's going. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could definitely see it. Yeah, and or whatever nighttime spectacular they have. Right, exactly. If one is to believe the rumors that wishes is no, don't off. even say it. No, slippers make don't, your don't feet. Don't say warm. it. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I have a little mouse on the mind. Melissa and I made a little song once a couple I years love ago. It. I love yeah, it's it. fun. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say the same thing. Like the the viewing areas, definitely. Were you going to say that? I was. Were you really? Yeah. Or are you just being lazy and not coming up with an answer? No, I really was. <laughs> it sounds well, to, like the opposite. To that end, most likely to sell out could be Rivers of Light before it even is born. It could be you literally. Know, maybe that. You know, and that could be a whole pay-to-play area, too. So Literally. That would, be, that would be sad. I mean, I hope we're wrong. So I can go with, uh, I mean, this already kind of sold out, but just the monorail loop in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Poly Beach. And... Like, it just keeps getting more and more and more and more and more and more and more expensive. Like, shamelessly expensive. Yeah. Like, where it's just not worth the value at all anymore. Yeah, you have to really fish for the great deals in order to be yeah. able to stay on the monorail loop. And and they're out there. Um, they're a little hard to find, but, you know. Um, yep. but, I can't imagine. Rack rate, I remember one time I was talking to um, the wonderful National Treasure guy, Salga, and we were pricing out what where else you could stay for the cost of a studio room at the Grand Floridian the week of Christmas. And you could stay at the Four Seasons in Paris for, uh-huh. for, for I think, two nights. Uh, it's insane. It's <laughs> insane. It's yeah. literally insane. Like, yeah. s- like $750 a night for a dumpster view at the Poly. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, now especially a dumpster. Uh, yes. A construction wall, maybe. Yeah, like, they don't. They just don't care anymore. Like, when the, something is under that much construction, anywhere else they would just close it and then reopen it. <laughs> But Disney's like, nope, people will still pay it. Like, they didn't even put the poly on sale. Yeah. and it, Well, I think it is. I think it's like $100 off rack rate, but that's still, you know, yeah, $100 I mean, still, off $700. You know? Yeah. So. I thought it, it might have been, like, actually affordable, but no. So well, I'm just going to go with that. I know it was kind of obvious, but. In, in, in an effort to, you know, get a little more positive here, let's talk about the best looking. Oh, Who's the best is, looking man? Best looking. Uh, this woman. is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to go with me on this. So first of all, they're from the same park, Disney's mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. But you'll have to justify my first answer. 
of best looking male. I think that new Harambe reads extensively male, correct? Yeah, yeah, with I the mean, bike. It definitely is. It's a it's a it's very masculine. So I'm reading it as male, and I think it's a best looking male at Disney World, correct? Sure. It's gorgeous. Sure. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It, it is has gorgeous. A, a giant phallic That's tower. A stress, but okay. No, it's not. It has a giant phallic tower. It clearly is male. And the right? mirror in the men's room reflects one of my best-looking males, myself. Exactly. Precisely. And that's where I was going with that. And uh, it's just a beautiful area. You know, one of my favorite additions to Disney World in the last five years, for sure. And then for best-looking uh, best female, I'm going with Dr. Marsh from Dinosaur. Alicia Rashad. <laughs> I'm serious. That she, hair. She is ferocious. She's scarier than the Carnotaur. And, you know, like, like you know, kind of uh, a classic example of femininity is the ability to cradle life. Her hair is like a beautiful nest for all of God's creatures. It's gorgeous. To it's gorgeous. I wouldn't be surprised if she had some pterodactyl eggs nesting in there as she's making the video. I mean, the backstory of Tilda Swinton in Walt Disney World is that she was incubated um, in the hair no. of, of Dr. Marsh. Oh, no. yes. Yeah, she, she is the child of plastic cheese and plastic Gary Sinise's forehead, and she was <laughs> incubated in the in the nest of hair. I mean, that it sits makes upon. a lot of sense. It does. And Felicia Rashad is singular. Obviously. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, I ha Oh, I'm sorry for the beeping. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I just got so excited by Dr. Marsh. Um, my best looking male is uh, it's the Herc it's the cast member who played Hercules during limited time <laughs> magic in, Disneyland? in Disneyland. Yeah, he was he cute. was gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, I have to give a shout out runner up to adorable Jared who works on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. He is. I don't know of this Jared. Oh, he's a cool drink of water. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's gorgeous, and he's such a nice guy. So, the, those are my guys. Now, best looking female. There is there's a Belle who uh, patrols the France Pavilion in Epcot, uh -huh. and she is absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I give mad props to her because she does. I I learned recently that the Disney princesses. Um, you know, do their own makeup, which I guess isn't so surprising. Most actors do. Um, and she does a wonderful job with her makeup. So whoever you are who works in the, in the France Pavilion and plays Belle, I hope you listen to this show because you're lovely. Yeah, she is lovely, I'm sure. Belles are normally quite pretty. Yeah, they, they kind of, I mean, you know, she's supposed to be the most beautiful girl in all of town. So. Exactly. And she uh. also reads in the smart, and I like her. But Aurora sometimes is beat. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. usually pretty beat. Adam? Um, for my best looking male, I'm going to go with Rhino. From Bolt? Uh huh. He's adorable. Oh, yeah. He's the most adorable male. <laughs> Definitely. I right? I can't do that? No, that's good. No, that's you perfect. can. That's really good. That's a good answer. I was going to go with adorable. That's fine. He is the most adorable, for sure. You win the superlative for best pick. 
And then, yeah, I, was, exactly. and then I was going to go Marie for a female, which is kind of obvious, but she is really <laughs> adorable. You haven't seen Aristocats, so you wouldn't really know. No, but I know the, the, the one that's in the front of the Magic Kingdom all the time. Have she, is, she is adorable. Yeah, the animated one is so cute. Yeah, he's done, the animated I'm talking about the animated yeah. character. I mean, it's done. Two in the morning, the magic television on the dream, a plate of chicken wings and a fancy cheese plate. Yes, and the cake and of the day. And the cake of the day. And just a little tip, you could order all this stuff in advance so it just gets brought to your room. At a certain really? time. So, like, so I can call up at 10 in the morning and say at 2 a.m. tonight I want cake of the day? Yeah, it's really difficult to get anyone on the phone because the, the room service line gets really busy. So you can go, you can call up in the beginning of the cruise or stop by the front desk and be like, I want a cheese plate of the day, <laughs> a cake of the day, and like something else of the day Some every shit. day at 10 o'clock brought to my room. God, and then really it will just be there. It really is. It's fabulous. Magical dreams, fantasy. And then it's disappointing, shit. but wonderful all at the same time. It's really true. And you don't even want to eat it because you've eaten 17 meals by the time you get there. Yeah, no, my favorite thing about the cruise, and sorry to digress, is how they feed you on pirate night. And then an hour later, they put out the buffet to end all buffets. Yes. Like <laughs> as if you hadn't eaten already. Uh, and a lot of people don't know about that. No, they don't. No, they don't. That was the night that I, we went to Palo that night, and I the thought of eating another thing. Disgusted me. So, speaking of eating things that are disgusting, our next topic is most likely to be banned by the FDA. And I have to start because my uh. heart's sake, you know, I know that you think I didn't know that that was what you were going to pick. The turkey leg is thoroughly disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, that's not what I was going to pick. But oh, continue. you weren't. No. Oh, were you going to pick up food and Jeff? No. <laughs> no, the turkey leg is filthy gross. Um, it, it should be eaten in shame. Um, I, I could give you some great tips about where to eat it alone in shame. The Hollywood Brown Derby restroom stalls are a wonderful place to eat your turkey. <laughs> Do you actually eat turkey legs? No, seriously. Okay, a few years ago, I used to go to Disney World solo before I met, you know, wonderful people like you fine folk. Um, and I'm a, I used to love the turkey legs. I still do. I still love the smell of them. But I know they turn your stomachs. But most people, they turn any sane person's stomach. But I would get them, and the grease dribbles down your hand, and it sticks to you. And so if you have a napkin, it makes the napkins, like, stick to your skin. You're like, it's like Wolverine, and it's like the adamantium, like, being forged to your skeleton. It's oh so God. disgusting. And you can't, I mean, there's no way to eat them and not have them, like, all, you know, the juice all around your mouth. They're just filthy gross. <laughs> and I believe I read once that they contain a whole week's sodium in one turkey leg. They're more than a full day's calorie intake. There's obviously chemicals in these. And one day the FDA is going to crack down on these and they'll be gone. So. Huh. That's disgusting. It is. And that's why it will be banned. I really, the thought of you sitting in a bathroom stall eating a turkey like crying sobbing <laughs> like a little bit is the best there are turkey like tears of shame yeah <laughs> andrew so i'm going to say that the fda is going to raid be our guest restaurant oh yes, yes. <laughs> okay um because when you need to have something made specifically they admit right on that it's been made for days <laughs> days in advance they make everything days in advance, including the quiche, which is quite disgusting. And then uh, they also get serious points off for having rocks found in their quinoa. 
Right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, I, I've eaten so full on stones. I had a return mind right that had in pebbles in it. Exactly. The, the FDA is not happy about this. The grilled ham and cheese is like a wet old dish rag. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. disgusting. But so many people are like, no, be our guest is the best. And it's like, no, it's disgusting. It's nothing, like, have you ever, I mean, have like, you ever eaten food? Have you, you know, do you have any self-respect? <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, at least the turkey leg is probably good, even though it's disgusting. Right. Yeah, it there's, tastes good going down. There's right. no, there, and I know people like things that are subjective, whatever, but the food is just gross. It's gross. Yeah, and, you know, um, uh, somebody once pointed out to me, they have a dedicated pastry staff. Yeah. And that chef, I mean, what did he like Shoot graduate him. from like an online <laughs> course? I mean, <laughs> they are the wor- aren't they the uh, worst? Like horrible. the worst cupcakes you've ever had in your whole fucking they're like, life. It's like I mean, the cream puffs are like they're just they're they're nasty, they're and nasty. it makes me wonder if like University of Phoenix offers like an online course in culinary arts because that's where this pastry chef must have come from. It it's bad. It's bad. Tie the gray stuff. It's not delicious. Yeah. No, it looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the congealed grease of a turkey leg. Yeah. <laughs> so I have for most likely to be banned by the FDA, Haley's bangs. No, <laughs> that's not even. They're funny. so dirty. No, and gross. They are and if, not. If They're she walked, clean. if she wa- like worked in a restaurant, they would immediately. If the FDA walked in, they would shut the restaurant down. No, they because wouldn't. her bang hairs would fall into food and kill people. That's not even oh. funny. They had they were not washed between <laughs> 1959 and 1968. No, not at all. Yes, no. they shut up. That's how she got that you. beautiful look in her bang. Wrong. That's how she got all that volume. No, you only get volume from clean hair. She obviously washed them twice a day. Every day. They were kind of like a dread, though. No, they were not. One solid mass. No, you're just making up stuff right now. <laughs> you're being very rude to Haley's bangs. Well, I think you can make up, you know, at Andrew, you can um, redeem her by awarding her our next award, which is Homecoming King and Queen. Okay, well, I'm going in a different direction. Okay. <laughs> of course, because yes, once again, it will be a part of a part. I'm going in a different direction here. And okay. I'm sorry, but Haley Mills is the queen of the universe, first of all. Not <laughs> just of the Disney universe. She's okay. not just Miss Bliss. She no, is Bliss. She is Mr. Bliss. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, so for King uh, King of Disney on my list, I'm going with Kristoff from Frozen. Because this motherfucker is riding in on Elsa's coattails, right? Mm-hmm. And I do not love Frozen. I'm going to be perfectly honest right here. I do not love it. But if anyone is going to be the king of Disney, it's this guy for riding in on Elsa's coattails. Please. He sells ice. I mean, I mean, he does. And he's kind of hunky. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just, mm-hmm. I just think he's great. And for the queen of Disney, I'm going with Hans from Frozen, who <laughs> is doing the exact same thing, riding in on Elsa's coattails. And I just would love to see a scene of them animated making out together. Ugh. And what could be more queeny than to say, I love crazy. Exactly. I mean, he's kind of a giant queen. He is. Although I have to say that moment cut me real deep. Spoiler alert. He's not a nice guy. He's not nice at all. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. 
Well, there's some. I'm sure there's some Twitter on it who just haven't seen it out of protest. I'm sure. Well, they say <laughs> that, but they've actually seen it. They're just saying that they've, they they've seen it 94 times. They were there when it was conceived because they had to be the first to see it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, my homecoming king. I'm going in a different direction because this is about the Disney universe, and so I have to talk about the person who colors my Disney experience and makes it special, and is I would vote for, it, and that's Deep. He's my, he's my homecoming king and my homecoming queen. Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's basically the best. Congratulations on the new job, sweet. Aww, he's, so, <laughs> he's so adorable. I love him. Yes. Adam, who do you got? Um, for the king, I'm going to pick Simba. Of course. Well, of course. Because he's a, a king of a jungle. and then King of the jungle? <laughs> he is not. Lions do not live in a jungle. Uh, he did. Did you see the movie? Um, and then for Queen, I'm going to pick Timon. Yeah, especially in that hula skirt. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's not that They're going to be the king and queen of the jungle together. Well, I mean, Timon might be my pick. Timon in the hula skirt specifically might be my pick for our next one, which is most likely to become, or already be, a gay icon. Yes. Where to begin? See, I, uh, I was going to pick... Um, David Putty from the Soren pre-show video. Oh, that's a good one. Right? That's a good one. Because how is he not... I mean, he... Is he... I don't know if he's a gay icon or not. I don't pay attention to that stuff. But how is he... How would he not be? He's amazing in that video, correct? (laughs) And he's so squinty and he says, good job, pal, to that little kid. Like, come on. He's full of one-liners. That is true. And he's just hilarious. I just like that guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, from Seinfeld and the Emperor's is he, Groove. Is he a gay icon? I don't know. Um, no, I wouldn't. I don't. Yeah, maybe not so much, but. Maybe he's not, but he could but be. He should be. He should yeah, he's, he could be. He's kind of like a 70s model of like the perfect man, you know, the hairy chest and the like macho macho. Right. Like maybe he could uh, be, right? Yeah, he was probably like you know clubbing it up with Steve Rebell back in I just think he's really, Studio Fifty Four. I just think he's really funny, and he could be a gay icon for like not for attractiveness reasons, but maybe for some people, but also because he's hilarious. I I mean, and it, clearly yeah. at one point he met Eartha Kitt, and anyone who met Eartha Kitt in real life is a gay icon to me. Um, you're talking to somebody who did. I used to work for New no, York. No, you did it. You did. Yes, no, I did. I used to work for New York City Opera, and she appeared um, on our fabulous stage as the fairy godmother in a dazzling production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, which included Lip Sinka as the evil stepmother, Leah Delaria as one of the evil stepsisters, Anna Gasteyer as the other evil stepsister. It was a melange, as one would say. I only care care about Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt was fabulous. She wore Depends on stage, and she hated the ponies that uh, took Cinderella to the ball. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you my Eartha Kitt story when I see you next. Nice. Yeah. Um, My gay icon is um, somebody no less fabulous than Eartha Kitt or Patrick Warburton, and that's... um, the fabulous Helen Reddy, uh, yeah, who you may so know from the overlooked Disney classic Pete's Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, the Dragon. moment she's, um, yeah, I mean, well, Shelley Winters is all. I mean, that whole movie is a game. Yeah, I just, that song is so awesome. Yeah, but um, Bill of Sale with Shelley Winters. You uh, know, I got your Bill of Sale right here. 
I you fucking love like that it? song. Are we watching that tonight? <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. We need to recreate that scene over on, um, you know, the the Rivers of America. No, obviously. The, the drunken beer scene. Oh, yes. Every Holy scene in that movie. Shit. Every scene. Every scene. But, you know, I just that moment when she's wearing those really, really, really high pants. and they're Yes. On, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. But like, she has the perfect body. Does she not? Oh, she does. She is a woman. She is perfect. She is perfect. She, she is fantastic. And there's nothing better than Brazzle Dazzle Day. I mean, it's just such a it's great a moment. Brazzle Dazzle Day. I fucking love this movie. Now, why isn't this on Broadway? I do not understand. It I would. Exist. It's something I would love to do, and I would love for them to do it before D- Jim Dale is no longer able. Oh, to, right. To yeah, oh, yeah. He's the coolest. He could totally do it. Totally. But now he you know, would play like Lampy, though. No, he could pass him a waddy. You think he's? I don't know. Pass him a twaddy. Stop. He never <laughs> says twaddy ever. With Adina Menzel as Elliot. Oh, no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Adele Dazeem. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Yeah. Um, Elsa Borgate. Um, so, Adam, who you got? Um, I have... I went in a different direction, too. I picked Pocahontas 2, A Journey to the New World. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. This is already a gay icon, my friend. Yeah, this should be like a total, like, the kind of kitschy, weird movie that gay the gay community should just embrace and love. It's such an amazing film. It's so ironically it. bad and awesome, and Governor Radcliffe is at his best in this and mm-hmm. most fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, he, he's got, like, whole growler profiles. Yeah, to, and then you have to, the hunky John Rolfe. None, mm-hmm. none of that wussy... Oh, John name. Smith is in this movie, John too. Smith. I know, but he's he, in it. But he dies, oh, like, first... No, but then he it. comes back at the end. Oh, wow. Adam. A, he sucks. As the ghost of, you know, intrusive European lovers past. Exactly. Just saying, John Rolfe is a little sexier. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want, like, direct-to-Disney-DVD realness to become a thing on the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they'll be referring to Pocahontas 2 and Cinderella 3. Yes. So, have you seen Pocahontas 2? Yes, I have. I, it is the only Disney direct-to-DVD uh, sequel that I have seen. It is the only one worth watching. I love yeah. it. I think it is so amazing. We've watched pretty much all of them. and It's better than Pocahontas. Yeah, it is way hear, better than Pocahontas. I hear way that better. ranking one and a half is pretty good. It is good. It is very good. It's watchable, but... It's, no, it's good. It's good, but Pocahontas 2 is special. It's very well, special. Just you wait for, you know, Princess and the Frog to the menu's changing or something like that. What? No, I mean, I'm making that up. Oh, God, are you kidding I mean, me? I would die. No, they don't Talk about a gay icon. I mean, she was so good. She hits those she, notes at the end of each song, and my heart she, melts. She's oh, an incredible talent. Yeah, yeah, she's great. That whole movie is perfect. I love it. Um, so, is moving a, a final uh, category? Oh, this is it. This is the last one. So we're going back to freshman year. Um, our last one is... The the thing that has most changed since freshman year, so, so something that's changed dramatically since it was first created. All right, Aww. so this one I think is fairly obvious to everyone who's in our senior class, who's changed the most since freshman year, not for the better, is uh, Stitch, the character from oh, Lilo yeah. and Stitch. He went from a 
lovable alien who everybody could just rally behind because he represented Ohana and adoptive families and all these beautiful things. And now he's horrible. He is just the worst thing in the entire world. You Not know, my, just his ride, but his character in Park Presence is horrible. Well, I mean, one could say that for the ride, because Alien Encounter was one of my favorite things, and it has been changed dramatically into Stitch, and I do not enjoy it anymore. But, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know when they decide, made that decision that... And I'm worried that they'll do it with Olaf to an extent, too, that taking something that was once lovable and making it progressively more crude is a good thing. Because my pick is right along the same uh-huh. lines, and that's Figment. Yes. It, the figment of my childhood was a hero to look up to. He was such a wonderful little little purple thing. And now I just, you know, there's something less magical about glorifying that type of behavior. Yeah. You know, I, do, I want my children to be sweet. Yeah. Not salty. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does everything have to be so crude? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I love the good old days when Mozart would turn out a nice jaunt. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Now we've got that Taylor Swift tartan in it. <laughs> All right. My last one. Um, so I pick vegetarian dining in Walt Disney World. Mm. Oh, for the better, though. Yes. Yeah, so that's When good. I first started going, it was just french fries and pizza all the time and nothing else. And it was horrible. And now I can eat tons of shit everywhere and lots of things that are delicious. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to them. They've, yeah. did, they've done such a great job like trying to um, yeah. spice up the menus with some healthy offerings. I mean, healthy yes. eating all across the board. And that's food in general. Too. Yeah. Like, but, you know, like they've, it's just, it really went from like burgers and fries to quinoa and burgers. Right. <laughs> or quinoa yeah. burgers. Uh, quinoa burgers. <laughs> or quinoa salad. Or. <laughs> quinoa ice cream that's next it's the quinoa everything now they need to chill with the quinoa but overall I, I approve of their experimenting and expanding of foodness yeah they've done kudos Disney you, you're doing a good job there yeah one day there'll be um, quinoa turkey legs one day Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. If you want to read our daily blog post, please go to DisneyHipsters.com. Follow us on Twitter at DisneyHipsters, Instagram.com slash DisneyHipsters, Facebook.com slash DisneyHipsters. We're also on Tumblr, eh, which is DisneyHips something or other. And then Turkey Like Jeff is at Turkey Like Jeff on Twitter and TurkeyLikeJeff.com, correct? Correct. Thank Perfect. you guys so much for Perfect. having me. Yeah, yes, we're looking so forward to having you on and re- uh future episodes very soon yes anytime guys i I seriously can't wait you're such a pleasure and such an asset to the disney community and a very positive person as well positive among among all the very uh negative nancies that troll the disney twitter universe yes i will try never to be a jaundice jeffrey you've (laughs) never you've never been oh thank you goodbye (laughs) bye everybody
What do I do? Oh, the outro? Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing... Oh, wait, that's the intro.